0: We just got a new subscriber just now we did yes he just he figured it out yay and now we're at six <laughs> look at us coming up in the world coming up One. coming up you start listening to me then two you ask your family then three get a friend in there because threesome is where it can be and four get the whore from next door and five <laughs> And that's fine. how we're starting this podcast. Next thing you know, it's uh, a hive whoops. of people listening mm. to us. One crime at a time. Okay. And it starts right now. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Jenna. Welcome to the art of... Murder. This is so funny. We switch roles where I usually say the murder.
1: What? Murder. Oh, that is really weird. Okay. we've like We've like totally
0: we're on different sides of the couch because we are on different sides of the world Mm -hmm. we are now recording in my pod house yes i have a dog who coughs so if you hear a little muttering in the background she is has a heart problem okay now she's just crying because she wants food so i might have to stop halfway through (laughs) but phoebe none of this okay i love you to pieces
1: yeah, Bowie's not here. It's Phoebe now. Phoebe's the uh, the pod dog. The little Chi-Chi.
0: Yeah. Who's your little good girl?
1: And then Munch is over there. Yep. Hanging out. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is a new... We're in a
0: whole new place. A new fantastic point of city. <laughs> hanging out with Julie in the East End. And now we're gonna record and tell some murders. She has such a nice voice. Blech. It's beautiful.
1: Try try listening to yourself while editing. I can't. Oh, <laughs> where's my phone? Oh, hang, hang on some corrections. Oh, but first.
0: <laughs> yes, tell me. I
1: think we need to uh, we need to start kick this shit off. Okay.
0: Means. Okay, listen. Hi. You don't know have anxiety, right? Oh, me? You and me both. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I feel like I overthink and everything, and often when we talk normally, mm-hmm. I get my point across. But sometimes I don't say it with words, or you know, you get me. But then I'm listening, and sometimes I feel like. Shit, did that sound like this or did that sound like that? And then I start thinking, fuck, I'm gonna offend somebody, and that's not even what I fucking meant. <laughs> so I'm just fucking saying some fucking things here. Okay? Sail. First of all, this is a fucking safe zone. Okay? We are so it's pro true. everything. Everything. Um like for example. We know how we made fun of that guy with no legs. But Obviously, yes. I'm not. We're not making fun of people with no legs. We're making fun of that fucker with no legs. Exactly. The a, abusive a piece motherfucker. Of shit. Yes. Um, we also, only make fun
1: of pieces of shit. You know
0: what I also do think? This is a side note. I think that, and I think I've said this before, men can get away with a lot more than women can. Mm-hmm. When women talk about something and something sounds offensive, the whole world explodes, but a man can say so many offensive things and it's just funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I fucking hate that. Oh, anyway. I, I totally get what you mean.
0: But I love you all, and just know that this is a safe zone. Um, so, well, I think we talked about being LGBTQ community pro. Mm-hmm. I will, I've, you know, will, well, whatever. The, the- like people with disabilities. Uh,
1: people who are struggling financially, I, I, literally yes. every aspect. People of- that have
0: drinking yep. problems. Yes, a lot of our murderers grew up with alcoholics. We might make fun of those people, but we know that this is a condition that you can get help for. Yes. And you know, but the one co- co- correction: you were talking about Otis. Being addicted to gay porn. And I laughed. I was like, well, yeah, he's a fucking teenager. Of course he's addicted to porn. And then I said, and he's gay, which made it sound like that meant gay people had addictions to porn. But I'm like, no, as in he's addicted to porn and he's gay, hence the gay porn. Yeah. So let's be clear that that's what I meant. Also, I'm going to say this definition. At one point, I was referring to I think Henry Lee Lucas as a lover. Mm -hmm. And what that meant was I realized that that's my definition of something in a sense that i sometimes don't put a label like for myself i consider myself a lover yeah in the sense that i won't put a label on myself i could i always said i could fall in love with a woman yeah or i can fall in love with a man yeah so i'm like i i just said i'm just a lover lover it doesn't matter what i'm just a lover so that was i didn't want to make it seem like he was all nicey nicey yeah no he's a piece of shit okay um yeah (laughs) well there's another one you can cut this, Jenna. I'm going to leave this up to you. We were talking about Caravaggio yes. being a hornball because <laughs> you like little boys and you like, well, not little boys, I guess teenage boys and girls and uh, whatever. And I said, well, maybe it's just a hornball. And then we, were, you said, that sounds like a game. And I said, yeah, <laughs> flaming hornball. Yeah. And then I thought... Did that make it sound like I'm calling him flaming No, ball? no, no. And I'm like, okay, that also mostly stemmed from the friends, ga- uh, friends flaming handball that Joey and Chandler invented.
1: Isn't it the one where they don't, the ball can't go touch the ground and they kept throwing it over and no, over again? It's no, it's not that's that a different one. It's one. the one
0: where Joey had to write a script and he kept, because uh, Ross didn't have a job, so he was pushing Joey to do his do you, own movie yeah. or whatever and he just kept procrastinating and then he came up this ball named handball game thing and with chandler and then they're like oh i know how to you know kick it up a notch yeah to light it on fire <laughs> anyway Okay, so listen, if it sounds like I'm offending somebody, I guarantee you I'm meaning something else. Yes. And I'm going to try not to be so anxiety-ridden, but I just don't want people to think that I'm offending anybody. But I will offend uh, murderers and killers and mm-hmm. abusers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody cares. And if you do, well, then just stop fucking listening. Yeah. Cause. We don't want you as listeners.
1: Okay. Because it's like, you. I understand the political correctness Yes, thing. I do. I very much do. Uh, But at the same time, you can – people take it to a degree that's just unhealthy. There's a – you got to hone it in. And we can only do so much to really be sensitive to other subject matters. And I know you're not trying to, you know, maliciously call anybody out or make fun of – But some things we say to others may, and just please don't be butthurt about it. We probably didn't, like Julie said, actually mean it in the way that you're taking it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was so serious. That's okay.
1: I have a correction. And I forgot it at home. (laughs) Do you remember what it is? I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Henry Lee Lucas, when he killed Becky, the young little lady little who girl. was infatuated. Ten, yep. I had said that parts of her bones were found in Kate Rich's wood and burning. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, wood burning thing. Thank yeah. you. Good um, thingamajig. That was incorrect. Oh. Yes. So, one, a couple articles I had read the first time I did this research, one of them had said it was her glasses. Glasses were found on the Hand of Death's. Um, commune in their incinerator but I didn't actually like look and back that up and when I did the story this time around I didn't even bother to look it up again until I was listening to it during my editing stage and I was like I better double check that because this doesn't sound right I was wrong so no glasses were actually found on the commune it was Becky's uh, Becky's bone fragments weren't actually found anywhere. It was Kate Rich's bone fragments that were found in her own wood-burning stove. Kate, the older lady? Yes, the older okay, lady. Okay, that, that makes
0: more sense. Yes. Yeah, because you said that, yeah, um, Becky's, mm-hmm. some bone stuff was found in the wood, Kate. Kate's wood thing. Yes. okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, so he killed her too. He killed Kate Rich. Son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. And well, she had, so after Becky, let me just clarify that last bit. Becky and Lucas, they leave Kate Rich's place because they got kicked out. They weren't doing a good job. Yeah. Becky gets upset, wants to go back home. She's homesick. They had a fight. Uh, Henry kills Becky dismembered her body, and left her in a ravine. That's as much information. okay. But he did get convicted on her murder. Good. They found evidence. Yep. Then he goes back to Kate Rich, convinces her that Becky has ran away, and that she needs to help him go find Becky. The two of them get in a car, and she's not heard from for three whole weeks. Yeah. Um... He had dismembered. He had like taken dismembered her body, killed and dismembered her body. Um, but it's her bone fragments that are found in her own wood okay. burning oven. That's all that I can remember. That I needed to. That's pretty good. <laughs>
0: now we know. Now you know the bone yeah. secrets. The bones. He's the bad bons. to the bone. Oh, You wanted me to do that. Oh, I'm but, sorry.
1: Uh, I was waiting for it. Uh, I just got here from after, after- Afterward. That's true. I'm a little tired. It's all good though. I'm so excited. You need
0: your sugar juice. And How do we do that?
1: I'm going to try to Jedi mind trick it I over to me. You do. And action. We're back. So, what are we doing this week?
0: <clears throat> Tell me, Jenna.
1: Tell you something good. We're doing a themed kind of on-themed kind of yes, storytelling today. And I get to go first. Yes, you do. A quote. She was extremely composed. She was unbelievably composed. I couldn't believe she was a family member. There were no tears, no disbelief, no, why did this happen to me? We're called Dr. John Mackey, who was in charge of the ER room the night Diane Downs pulled up with her three children all riddled with gunshots. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, we know that everybody grieves in different ways. Yep. So, we're not, we can't really judge somebody Yet. by the way they grieve. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to be like, maybe?
1: Well, I, I. you're right. I think you're right, but you'll see. You'll see. Okay. okay. Elizabeth Diane Fredrickson Downs was born August 7th, 1955. She grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Documents kind of show that she had a relatively normal childhood, but she did allege that her father had molested her. Ooh. Yes. Her husband, Stephen Downs, whom she met in high school, joined the Navy when they first got together. And when he had left for the Navy, she was enrolled in... Bible college, but was kicked out a year later for being way too promiscuous while she was what? dating Stephen.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So she wasn't married to him yet? Not yet. Not that That's an excuse, but she's going down, down, down on other <laughs> <The> people. people. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: She did, and she got kicked out of Jesus oh, school right. for it.
0: Well... Jesus says it's bad. You always have to leave space for you, for Jesus in between you and somebody else. Oh, I have
1: heard that. Yes. I heard that's a really good ruling.
0: Okay, People I'll used keep that. to say that, that in my school dances. In mind. Really? At the Catholic school was, We garder l'espace pour Jesus. Leave space for Jesus. Aww.
1: Yeah. Mm, pass.
0: So we have... Uh,
1: Diane, who was kicked, kicked out, out of-, <laughs> of college, of Bible college, for being a little bit too much of a slut. Not- I shouldn't say
0: that slut shaming is, not is a wrong. Thing, okay, slutting is good. We'll back up. But sh- she's in Bible college, so I think everybody slut shamed there.
1: Maybe. Well, okay, okay. Anyway, I'm just gonna just move on. Move on. Um,
0: blow past it. Blow past it. Let's blow past this. Just hit it at 69 miles an hour. Why is this taking so long to even start? I'm sorry. It's okay.
1: No, sorry. I need to check myself. So Steve comes back from na- from the Navy. They decide, you know what? Even though you're a cheater, I'm a cheater. Well, let's get married. Okay. So they got married in 1973. Good year. A complicated marriage was not made better with the birth of their first child, Christy. Shortly after, Cheryl Lynn was born and the strain on the marriage worsened. So, I'll make this note. Not a lot of this stuff matters, except she was married to a guy named Steve. Steve was Steve. Steve. He was like one of those typical men back in the 70s where they just Steven! didn't fucking give a shit about <laughs> <existing>. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> oh, Steven. Okay. Uh, there the only things that you really have to pay attention to here are she had two daughters. Yep. But then Steven was said, I don't want to have any more kids. Now, this is unconfirmed. I I read a few articles that uh, did say that he refused to have kids with her from after the second after uh, Cheryl was born. Mm -hmm. But I read another article from ThoughtCo.com. By the way, Murderpedia and Wikipedia and Oprah all gave me my information on this story and the movie Small Sacrifices, which was a made-for-TV movie, but uh, of the same name as the Anne Rule book. So Anne Rule actually wrote... Okay. Small sacrifices, and it was turned into a a. Ma- I like for two. that I
0: turned away from the mic so I could whisper it to you in case that was the right one. I was like, feminine, <laughs> like
1: it's not far enough. No, but just well, be- I had mistaken this story for the one that you had I just whispered. Saying, okay, and that's I was like, I definitely have to do this now. So. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I am because it was a – I actually just recently watched it, like, not lo- that long ago for the my, first time. My
0: movie or this, um, this Small,
1: sacrifices. Small Sacrifices. Okay. Yeah. Alicia was the one. She's like, you have to li- listen to the story or read about the story of Diane Downs. It's, like, one of my favorites. And I guess, like, her whole family, this was a tradition where they would watch this made-for-TV movie constantly.
0: I think there's a uh... – a forensic files on it or really? something. Because I, I know this story, but I don't remember it. I just yeah. remember the kind of
1: parts of it. Forensic files would be an interesting one to watch on this case because I could be lying. Could be like it's one of the crime shows on Netflix or, or Chris. I should look into it. Yeah. I didn't get much time to like really delve into this. But um <clears throat> so Diane has two daughters at this point. Steve's like, uh-uh, not having any more kids. Other, like, one publication that I read, ThoughtCo.com, like I said, stated that he actually had a vasectomy, but I couldn't Mm. find any information to back that up. Okay. However, uh, lo and behold, a third baby pops out, Danny. So, Steve lets this kid kind of be part of the family, but still there's animosity there. He knows it's not his. He knows. They divorced just a few months after he was born in 1980. We've got a loveless marriage. We've got two unfaithful partners. She's a narcissist. And she also has bipolar disorder, which is completely untreated. All right. So this story takes place in 1983. The whole juicy details and the whole gist of this entire story takes place.
0: One year before the whole world changes.
1: And Julie Gloat was born
0: (laughs) on July 13th.
1: So our story takes place in Lane County, Oregon, or I should just say Oregon because it's kind of all over the place. Okay. At this time, Diane was a postal service worker and she was 27. That's fairly young for- Did
0: you know Son of Sam?
1: No. Okay. (laughs) I
0: mean, well, maybe. When did that whole thing happen?
1: Uh, I think late 70s. Oh, okay. I can't remember exactly. Anyway. I should, but I can't because I don't know how to memory.
0: Well, I don't know how to memory either. (laughs) It's very (laughs) complicated. It is. I got way too much
1: other stuff to try to remember, like this story. That's okay. Coming home from a visit. uh, Sorry, coming home from visiting friends on May nineteenth, nineteen eighty-three. Diane and her three kids were carjacked by a strange man. The man had had demanded her car keys. She refused. And he leaned into her car, shooting her children, all three of them. He then confronted her and shot her in the arm. He fled. At 10.48 p.m., a blood-splattered car pulled into the ER at Mackenzie Williamette Hospital in Springfield, Oregon.
0: When was the, the shooting happened? Did you give me a time?
1: It was just prior to this so okay, okay. I, there, I couldn't find it. I was actually looking for the specific times
0: Well yeah they might not you might not remember when you get <clears throat> hijacked exactly yeah I was just because you said okay at 10 p.m
1: mm-hmm. okay they were coming home from a coworker like a, a like acquaintance co-worker of hers. she was looking she was interested in buying some horses and Diane was like, Oh, I know what I'm talking about. So, here, let me help you. And here's an advertisement. She was dropping off an advertisement to this lady's house, essentially. Okay. About horses. About a horse advertisement. And the lady whose house that they went to actually confirmed that they had been there prior to all this happening. So Before internet. (laughs) Before the internet. When they arrived at the hospital... Hospital personnel ran up to pull uh, Diane's son Danny from the back seat and his older sister Christy who had just suffered a stroke from the gunshot wounds. Danny had been paralyzed from the waist down. In the front seat was Diane's neglected daughter Cheryl sadly dead. Now Cheryl and her mom had a very tumultuous relationship. She was really neglectful of Cheryl. She thought her as like the crappy kid and Didn't pay attention to her. And they, um, not forensics, but investigators, when they were examining, or coroners, when they were examining Cheryl's body, you could, they said that you could see anger as the bullets were where they were. It was super close range. And it was almost like, I mean, I don't know how this is, how they could determine it. it was a, like, motive of hate, like a hate. Yeah. Motive, but they said that their observations of where the bullets were, how close range the gun was, this they and, um, she w- was meant to
0: die. It's like the amount of bullets, too, because a random person yes. who doesn't know the child would just probably kill them yep. if they were killing her. They would not probably like, take like da, da, one da, da, or two shots. Exactly. That's yeah. not gun noise. <clears throat> that was
1: great. great kind Thank <laughs> you for the sound effect. Da, da, da,
0: da, da, da. <laughs>
1: okay. A tragedy a poor grieving mother, inconsolable, in hysterics, that a man had just shot her three precious kids. And only shot her in the arm. That's far from the truth. That's weird. Totally not. It's not true? It's not true. What? staff at the hospital were quick to note her inappropriate comments and weird behavior during the chaos. When told about the death of her daughter, nurses state that she took it with grace and was calm when they when told about Danny's injuries, saying, Do you mean the bullet missed her heart? Gee whiz. Gee whiz. Uh Uh-huh. The individuals assigned to working this case were Detectives Dick's dick tracy i shit you not and
0: his partner
1: tug <laughs> welch
0: he just said gee Wiz, and then dick tracy this is a and fucking then, episode and, from the 80s
1: and it's funny because in murderpedia um when they talk about dick tracy they um the person wrote like yes dick tracy not of comic book fame dick tracy and, like you don't have to point that out i get it <laughs> <laughs> um, they observed the same it behavior is. that the hospital staff had been observing North- and mentioned. Yeah. They quickly poked holes in her story when forensics examined the, her car and found no blood spa- splatter on the driver's side door and inner door panel. They also didn't find gunpowder residue on the driver's side, the side which the strange man S- shot the lead- kids from. Yeah. Yes. Um, what- it's weird. Like, right away you can are you already get a sense of this not being true cheryl's like bullet ridden body like her uh yes. gun wounded body yes the fact that she's randomly coming home from a friend's uh evening and then took like the backest of roads at nighttime to give her kids a Like a scenic view. That's what she stated. My kids and I were, we went down this road. It's called Mohawk Road, if I'm not mistaken, to get a better scenic view. It's dark out. Yeah. And there's no lights. There's nothing. She wanted the kids to see the moon. (laughs) Okay. Nice try. (laughs) So. Sounds like something I would do.
0: Well. (laughs) Not the shooting. The actual (laughs) walking around. Don't. And being like, look at it. I, I mean
1: yes, here like living in Toronto, we've got so much light pollution that you can't really see the constellations or stars or yes. moon clearly. So, being out here, I'm sure you get a better sense of it. And then being definitely out of the country, out in the yeah. countryside, you would really really see it. But
0: come No, the whole on. story is shady. Mm-hmm. Again, like why would somebody lean in and kill all your children and not you? Right.
1: Yeah. He asked for keys and she just was like, nope.
0: He's like, okay.
1: What? Uh, And I will say that I will note this: Diane fully cooperated with police and and let them (gasps) get like the magical killer unicorn. Is that who did it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Uh, Adding to this, adding to suspicion. Shortly after arriving at the hospital, she called Robert Knickerbocker. (laughs) I know. I love it. Hey, Mr. Nickelbocker, boppity bop. I like the way that you boppity bop. I like this. I like this. You don't remember that song?
0: No, but I love it. <laughs> it's from Barney. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch Barney. I was, I'm a little older. I, oh, miss, I miss the Barney train.
1: Yeah, I was totally a Barney train.
0: Yeah. Wow. That was so fun. <laughs> no, that was very, you can't say so fun. Right? Well, the song was fun. It is fun, but I'm saying I got corrected because in English, you can't say it's so much fun, you can say, but you can't say so fun. Oh, who
1: fucking cares? I know.
0: I thought about it. And... I'm good. I'm not well. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Like, well, like, you're good, but you're not well.
1: Oh, we <laughs> are <laughs> oh, perfectly funnier. fine, safe, and healthy. Okay, don't get any, but you're not well. We're not well. <laughs> I mean, you're not well. Um, so Knickerbocker, that Knicker. guy, she's having an affair with him. Oh, now she's divorced oh, yeah, she's from, divorced. yep, so she's having, but th- he's not. Oh, oh. he's well, married
0: with that's his issue.
1: I know. And, event like, eventually he broke it off because it just wasn't working out.
0: Oh, well, or, well, you know, when you're fucking somebody else, yeah, that doesn't usually work out. The wife took him back, but he made it very
1: clear that he did not want to be with her because he didn't want her kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even contacting her parents or ex-husband first, the father of her children... Diane, who had just lost her daughter with her other two children in ICU, her priorities were just Robert. Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker. She told police she drove at high speeds to get her kids to the hospital, but witnesses saw her car driving super slow, stating around five to seven miles per hour. Now, for us Canadians, that would be eight to 11 kilometers per hour. It's
0: not very fast. Not really. So no, she took again, her sweet ass time. In a panicked moment, You could perceive things to be differently. True. But again, I don't believe her. Mm -hmm. So, fuck you. You did that on purpose, you son of a bitch. so. More damning
1: evidence came when investigators found casings with matching markings, like the ones from the gun that was shot, that shot her kids inside her home. So... (laughs) (laughs) Inside her home? So, when they went to go, they gave her a search warrant. She was okay. She complied. They went in. They found like, bullet casings, and the markings on them were the exact same ones as the gun to the gun that was used to shoot the children. So, both of those matched.
0: She's not very good at that. But why why were there casings in her house? Apparently,
1: she was shooting in the house. Oh, yeah. That's normal. I mean, she had a little bit of a... She was a bit of a gun toting fanatic. Um, She owned, like, four or five different guns while her and Steve were together, and she went to the shooting range every so often. Okay. But at the time she was giving her state to the policeman. Uh,
0: statement sorry. to the policeman.
1: Thank you. At the time Got she you. was giving her statement to, to police, Diane hadn't told them that she owned a .22 caliber gun, which was the gun used to shoot her kids. Instead, both Steve and Robert told police on her behalf without oh. her knowing. The murder weapon has never been found. By the way, if you didn't catch this, Diane did it. <laughs> Just in case for oh, those catching up.
0: the mom did mm,
1: it. I don't know if I, I wasn't oh, sure if I made it clear
0: Okay, or. <laughs> I get it now.
1: Okay. I get it. So in comes our awesome shining star. Dick Tracy? No, oh. I wish. But it, his name's Fred Huey. Huey! Yeah. Being a new member of the DA's investigative squad didn't hold Huey back uh, from spotting the unease from nurses attending to Downs when Diane yeah. was around her children. Good. And the holes in her story just kept getting poked and poked and poked. When Paul Alton, another officer, noted to Huey that Christy reacted terrified seeing her mom for the first time since the night of the incident. Oh, she survived. Mm-hmm. So- oh, Oh, my bad. So, two Danny and Christy both. Oh, Danny survived. too. Danny survived.
0: Oh, I thought they were okay. Just Cheryl oh, was the one Cheryl. who passed away. I knew the other two went into surgery or something. Yeah. But I, oh, I thought they were dead. Okay.
1: Basically, they were like on the verge of oh, death as they fuck. arrived. Yeah. Oh. One of the one of the doctors basically said every single personnel in the hospital fled out to the car to grab the kids and the only things that they could mutter were chest wounds chest wounds chest wounds that's it they couldn't say anything else because it was so like they had to time it so perfectly and be so quick to get these kids into surgery to get the bullets out and mend up holes amen
0: to that yeah a
1: hundred percent and this (sighs) this hospital almost went Bankrupt. They they were losing funds really um, quickly back in like the late two thousands. Luckily, a a, fund, a donor stepped up and and oh, helped wow. keep them wow. afloat. Wow. Yeah, that's
0: amazing yes. that some people can
1: do that. That whole team. It's yeah. Reading about it gave me chills. Like to think that Good
0: for you guys, it
1: took yeah a, that many people. And they worked tirelessly around the clock. Um, okay, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, no, so, Christy because
0: saw ahead. her mom mm-hmm. and then
1: Start, act, reacted uh, terrified no, to it. No, 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 no. And because they were paying attention to Christy's reaction, Huey had ordered. Uh, round-the-clock police protection for both children. No one was allowed to be left alone with them, unsupervised. Good.
0: Thank you, Huey. Yep. How many situations you would see that and nothing would be done. I
1: know. And and th- this guy is, a, is an angel. Honestly, uh, with the reaction from Christy, he knew she could be a huge help to the case and commissioned a child psychologist to stay with Christy during the day. His goal was to provide a safe space and a trustworthy person so she could open up to. Because every time the mom came in and there's been quotes from nurses and doctors about how Christy reacted. Danny was in a coma um, and one of the doctors said her heart rate went from 105 to 147 the minute Um, Diane held her daughter's hand and whispered, I love you into her, her ear. Yep, and and you see it in small sacrifices. You see that whole. Uh, scenery. Was she able
0: to talk, Christy?
1: I will tell you okay. about that. <clears throat> However, doctors told Huey that Christy may never speak again. The gunshot wound that caused her to have a stroke was more likely to have damaged the left side of her brain, which controls speech for us and writing. Yes, it's like cognitive, like uh, oh, okay. not cognitive, um, motor skills, oh. motor shit. No DNA evidence, no murder weapon, no concrete proof was turning up on this case. Even under those circumstances, Huey was given the okay. On February 28th, 1984, she was arrested and charged with murder and two <gasps> counts of attempted murder and criminal assault.
0: Beautiful. So, the
1: DA's office was like, you Beautiful. know what?
0: That's amazing yep. to do that on no um, evidence.
1: And it was basically on hearsay. They they mm-hmm. looked at the panel of the car where she had originally stated the strange man or strange person came at the kids. They noticed that there was no gun gunpowder, there was no blood, no sp- like the car was covered in blood and nothing on the driver's side, which you sh- you would have expected, yeah. but. That's kind of what they went on, and the fact that the motive for Diane was this obsessiveness with this gentleman. So, uh, Snickerdoodle
0: that was his name, right? Rob Snickerdoodle, uh,
1: knicker, 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 knickerbocker. I was gonna say knickerbottoms, but (laughs) because (laughs) knickers are bottoms, knickerbocker. Her trial began June 10th, 1987. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I was a fresh baby at that point.
0: I was I was around for a couple years. You were three? Nope, two and the three. Whatever. I was only
1: twelve days old.
0: Uh, twelve or thirteen days
1: old. I think. Muffin. I know. Oh, I should ask my mom about this. If, like,
0: if she remembers, she remembers
1: this. She probably would. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, when it's it comes a trial to about a mom, like right. a mother who killed her children. And this this story was international news. People were so divided. Why would a mother kill all of her children? And a mother's love is endless and unconditional. Some people
0: believe that she was innocent. Exactly,
1: and others were like, "No, she totally did it." She had so many eyewitness accounts about her, like a um, character witnesses against
0: her, and like the slow car and Mm -hmm. the whole no, yeah. Uh, I mean it's the 80s though
1: that's true
0: you have to believe only you only believe
1: the little tiny bits of information that you get well luckily more like during the trial uh, Huey who was actually the prosecutor he his Fred Huey was the guy who questioned and cross-examined all the witnesses and looked into the evidence he did such a good job compiling everything and putting the right people on the stand I think that's what actually did her in Huey
0: was a investigator not a lawyer though right he
1: was the pro- he was a lawyer he was the prosecutor oh he's a
0: prosecutor yeah oh Huey! He-
1: fred it's h u g i no but
0: no i don't know him he's not my cousin or something <laughs> um, <laughs> have you heard like he, have you heard he he about knows, him before? but he's the one who
1: saw her in the in the hospital it was a, an an officer an officer who was who was guarding the room at the time that christy and danny had first came in and out of out of the surgery room yeah. he had Said to Huey, by the um, way, Christy's reaction was like, okay, deathly terrified of this woman.
0: I didn't pay attention to that, Sorry. and I blended them in together. and I thought Huey was a doc, uh, not a doctor. Whoa, not a doctor. police officer. Now I get it. Yeah, because you're like, he cross and examined him. I'm like, I don't think that police do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but well, um,
1: no, I, I was trying to think if maybe he had any interaction with Diane or or had like been there while police were investigating Diane but I I don't think no. Okay. Anyways, I'll okay. tell you'll find out a little bit more. Okay. So, like I said, trial began June 10th, 1987. International news super divided. Moms for and moms against. How could this fucking woman try and kill her kids? Also, fun fact, our lovely mother dearest uh, was knocked up with her fourth child. What? Uh-huh. Who's the daddy? <laughs> we don't know. Oh. No idea. Because the time... Wait, wasn't she in jail? The time that it took for her to get arrested was a, a total of nine months. So May 19th was when the incident took place. And February 28th was when she was actually arrested.
0: February 28th of... 1984. 1984. And then it happened in June. Yes. It was when the proceedings were... June
1: 24th. 10th was the... Okay. Yeah. So during that time, she had decided to knock herself up and she told TV reporters, I got pregnant because I missed, I miss Christy and I miss Danny and I miss Cheryl so much. You can't replace children, but you can replace the effect that y- they give you. And they give me love. They give me satisfaction. They give me stability. They give me a reason to live and a reason to be happy.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. And sympathy for the jurors, maybe?
1: Yep. I mean, if Steve didn't want to give her a third child, she just actively went out on her own. Because according to some of the documentations I was reading, she really enjoyed being a mom. Like, she loved being pregnant. She felt really happy. When, she had
0: attention because she was narcissistic. That too. Copycats. She just wanted
1: fucking copycats of herself everywhere.
0: Oh, Munch housing syndrome oh, by proxy. I never
1: thought about that. Huh. Interesting. Well, because she didn't like Cheryl. So maybe Cheryl, and I don't know the specifics of why she neglected Cheryl. It could be because she didn't want to follow in her mom's footsteps. She was the middle child. That could also play. Oh, I
0: thought she was the first
1: one. No, that's Christy. Christy was nine at the time this happened, or eight going on nine. Cheryl was seven, and Danny was only three Three. Okay. Okay. So uh newspapers dubbed her Princess Die. Like D I Why?
0: Oh. I know. That's that's horrible. No, she well, was a fucking princess. She was a princess die as in death. And you know what?
1: But it Princess Die was also yeah. still But she hadn't passed away yet. I know,
0: that's why she yeah. hadn't passed away till ninety-eight or yeah. ninety seven. Ninety seven or ninety-eight. That's
1: yeah. true. So and I think she would have gotten that. married around this time too. I think Princess Di and no, Charles.
0: No, they got married before because um, Prince William. Yeah. Is older than <gasps> oh, me. Oh,
1: that's right. He was born eighty-one. So,
0: yeah, so they got married way they, before. Okay. Remember that dress? Oh, um, it's gorgeous. <laughs> with all the, the sleeves. Poof. Um. Yeah. So no, okay. they were already married. So but, this was around the time that she was photographed with the sun hitting uh, be- behind her <gasps> her skirt, where the, you saw the outline of Princess Di's legs, Ooh. and it was all scandalous because it was like
1: <gasps> a princess oh, showing can... her legs.
0: Yes, she
1: was amazing. She was. I want to trade her for another couple other people. We just can we just do swapsies? I think so. I wish that was how you how what an angel death works. <laughs> I know. You can pick and choose. Um, I've got 15 you, credits go. that I would like to give over this person for exchange of this, this person. person. Excellent. Thank you. So news, like I said, newspapers dubbed her Princess Di. She just ate up the media attention she got. Of uh, trying to convince viewers she was a grieving mother who was the victim in all of this. The evidence was already stacked against her, though. Who at one point complained... She didn't like seeing people, she didn't like people seeing her without makeup on.
0: Not that her children would be traumatized for life. Narcissist Uh to the extreme, she won the queendom of that. Yes, she did. Oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) Okay. She was so upset about it. I can't go, go. I mean, I'm sure many of you are still questioning whether or not she did this. I know. I mean, she's not proven. Not she yet. didn't find the gun. Witnesses painted a picture of a woman so selfish and set in her ways that she shouldn't even be considered a mother. But she loved her kids so much. She, she loved nice. them to death. Everything. Yeah, Literally. The trial took place over 31 days. The most, most intense day came when Christy Ann herself, her daughter. I got chill, chills and I and don't even know what you're going to say. Took the stand. Our awesome guy, Fred Huey, did an immaculate job giving her support through this whole ordeal. He even took Danny under his wing. Wait, could she talk?
0: I don't am sorry. Get going. Basically,
1: he fell in love with both of these kids because they were yeah. just like the sweetest. Christy regained her ability to talk.
0: Yes. So when she
1: took the stand, the tiny quivering voice was like a wrecking ball with so much fucking force, she no one came could stop like her. Like a
0: wrecking ball. So she would have been nine
1: or eight. Nine now at this nine. point. Nine. Okay. Okay. I watched her. No. My mom did it. No. Christy said as Huey questioned no. this witness. Through tears, she told the jury what happened on May nineteenth, all at the hands of her mother.
0: By the way, I don't know this story. You don't? Well. It's good. Unless I know part of the story and I never finished the show because I didn't get that far. It's good.
1: Oh, I'm going to cry. You need to watch Small Sacrifices. Okay. Uh, Farrah Fawcett's in it. Oh. She's so good. Okay. And Ryan O'Neill. I don't know if you've ever seen Ginger Snaps, the movie. No. It's such a good movie. It's actually um, a Canadian film. It's oh. also very good. Yeah, she's a great... She plays Christy in it. She's the little girl. Um, she does a great job. You can find it on YouTube. That's how I watch Small Sacrifices. You guys can go Google search it. Okay. All right. Even though Diane testified in her own de- defense, Christy was the nail in the coffin. On July 11th, 1987, after only 36 hours of deliberation, the jury came back with a unanimous decision. guilty of first, de- Guilty of murder for shooting Cheryl guilty of attempted murder, and guilty of first-degree assault for attacking her children.
0: I'm surprised it took 36 hours of deliberation.
1: She got life in prison plus 50 years. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So here's a weird thing. Cheryl, the neglected one, who actually told her grandparents before her death that she was afraid of her mom. This came out (sighs) afterwards. I know. But you
0: can't... What are you going to do? You know, like, if she just said, "Would your grandparents say, okay, maybe they're like, we'll keep an eye on her and yeah. we're going to make sure to check in. There's no way. I hope those grandparents don't feel guilty No, at all, Because there's no way that they could have done anything or known. Yeah. There's a difference between being scared of somebody like, anyway, I was scared of my dad when he would go on his rage rampage, but I didn't think I wasn't scared as in like my life was in no, danger or anything. he like, wouldn't hurt you. No, he wouldn't. So... You know, I could easily have said that to somebody. Wow, okay, sorry, that's... <laughs> well... I just don't want Granny and Grandpa to feel guilty.
1: I, that, I mean, that's an interesting point to make. You know, I've always wondered, being true crime fans, when anybody talks about their safe space or being overrun, or I should say... um, their safe space compromised, mm-hmm. or if they ever feel like, if they come out and say like, my husband's acting weird and my wife is acting weird, they did this, this, and this, which m- maybe th- are legitimate concerns. Would it, how how should you react as true crime fans? We immediately want to jump up and go, no justice, justice for all. Like we got to go to the police right away. But it can be tricky.
0: Of course. It's easy to hear the story. Yes. It's another thing to live it. That's why sometimes, like I'm saying about the grandparents. Right. You know, or she's just saying, oh, her mom didn't let her do something, so she got yelled at, you know, because kids say that, um, daddy scared me, or mommy scared me, or whatever when you yell at You know, it's hopefully, <clears throat> I think it's just more ask questions or whatnot, but I th- what the parents, the grandparents could have not have assumed that that kid's mom—I don't know if it's their daughter. Yeah, their daughter would have killed her kids or shot all her kids. Like you can't. Yeah,
1: you know. And I think at that point too, if your daughter's bipolar and a narcissist, that recipe for being a parent to them is next to impossible. But it's untreated, right? It's untreated. So
0: did they know she was bipolar at that Good point? Good
1: question. Mm-hmm. I should find out. Especially in the 80s. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's totally taboo. Like,
0: it's, yeah. You, you, yeah. No, no, mental illness. Even in the night. Hell, even, even now sometimes. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, no. Let's just not talk about it and it'll just go, go away. Go away. No, if you don't do something about it, it's going to get worse. Oh, and it will scar you for life. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's, um, <clears> it's a tricky... It's a tricky thing to analyze, and I should look in to see about her bipolar and if it was ever treated or what happened. I'll pin that for myself.
0: Yeah, you guys go do your own research, okay? This is a new story. (laughs) I
1: I literally have no time to do it, so if you guys could, that'd be great. Anybody (laughs) want to write me a murder story for next week?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Just type it up. Yeah. Uh,
1: Double space it, please. So, here's my last bit about this, because... (laughs) This <laughs> is just this is nuts. July eleventh. Um oh wait. I gotta double check the date on this because I have July eleventh, nineteen eighty seven, but that's not true. It's sometime in the future. I think it was about ten years after she was incarcerated. Give or take about ten years. <laughs> She escaped from the Oregon <gasps> Women's Correctional no Center in Salem. Way. She scaled a two, she scaled two 18 foot fences, crawled under a pickup truck, waited a bit, and then walked away. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the, the guard said how she got through the barbed wire was basically laying, wearing layers and layers of prison clothes because what they found when the car moved was just scraps of paper on the, Underneath the cars, or not paper? Close. Oh my god! Thank you very much. Kay. Prison officers ignored a, f- a fence alarm that went off at 8:40 a.m. when she was escaping. She was only discovered missing when a nurse reported seeing a woman climb out from under a pickup truck, walking away casually.
0: Because that's normal in prison um, parking lots. I know. Like, if people are just underneath pickup trucks and they just get up and walk away, like, that's cool. That's I chill. thought that wasn't a, a normal people, thing. Well, that's where people come and take a break, relax oh, from life, okay. have a Kit Kat. Some, like,
1: eat ear eat With Sometimes yourself?
0: Maybe. Yeah. Or or a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> With a pipe? So no, di- that's what you it's smoke. A, it's a different way of laying pipe. <laughs> <laughs> With a tailpipe. Yeah. E- okay.
1: Oh God. <laughs> uh, she was picked up by a couple driving close by the prison because she was hit- hitchhiking. They dropped her off at a restaurant so she could call her boyfriend who had just gotten
0: into an accident. That's a lie. Never pick up hitchhikers close Mm-mm. to prisons. Nope. Ten... There's signs like that in the states. Do they really? Yeah. They used to. It's I illegal think... here.
1: You can't hitchhike.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. But I went- remember going to the states at one point, and then they have signs when it's close to. Like, penitentiaries or jails or prisons or whatever you want to call them. No. About, like, warning you not to pick up hitchhikers because in case they escape. I didn't know that. When I was a kid, I remember seeing that. I mean, I'm I pretty sure that that's true. Like, I- I'm, like, 99.9% sure that that's you. true. I trust you on that. You know, I could have invented it in my dream. But no, I'm pretty
1: sure <laughs> that's true. I'm going to stick with it. Nobody, nobody tells elsewise it is now fact. No, I swear it's fact. No, yeah. Yeah. I trust your...
0: My memory? Yeah. My childhood
1: memory? I do. Okay. It's amazing how powerful that thing is versus memory nowadays. It's true. I can
0: remember some shit.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know when random memories pop up into your head, it's because your brain is trying to get you to remember them because they're about to get lost in your brain. (gasps) Really? Mm Really? So, she gets let off at this 24-hour restaurant to, quote, unquote, make a call for her boyfriend that was just in an accident.
0: Boyfriend.
1: Yep. Ten days later, she was caught. There was a massive multi-state search for Diane. So, like, this was huge. Like multi-state. I thought you said
0: Maltese. (laughs) Maltese. Maltesers.
1: Maltesers? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like those. Those I
0: can't eat them because I'm gluten-free. Yeah. Fuck. Do I loved? I love those. I I not anymore because I can't eat them. But when I could, I could eat a. Costco-sized bag of oh, them. I never got into them. Oh, the malt. Mm. Yesterday night at
1: our at Joy and Ann's show opening, we had, there was a giant, like, massive bag of Eggies. Now, <gasps> Eggies, that's my jam. No, listen. Uh-oh.
0: Eggies are fine. They're good. You can have Eggies? I'll eat them. You can have Eggies? Yeah, okay, the cool. ch- little chocolate eggs? Just you wait. It's, my freezer will be full of them. It's Cadbury mini eggs is where it's at. Oh, yes. I, I only, I, well, I just call them Eggies. Cause well, because Eggies is a different company that makes them. Hershey's. Those. Yes.
1: I so, like the Cadbury one. Ca- yes. Sorry. Cadbury
0: mini eggs. Eggs, egg- 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 you egg- know egg- what, Hershey?
1: So I don't want any of your shit because you didn't put the tips on fucking <laughs>
0: kisses. Where are the fucking tips of it? Where are the tips? Hershey tips. We don't just want the tips, though. Um. Yes, no. M- Cadbury mini eggs are my all time favorite Me thing. Me, too. They're my killer Q- seal. I m- have m- multi. M- Whoa, multiple times bought Costco family bags of them, yes. eaten them all alone, gotten sick, and then ate more. And they- I swear there's crack in there. Yep. There's something. That's
1: how I know you and I are <sighs> meant to be because. I just love them, and sometimes you eat
0: them so much, and the outer shell kind of cut cuts your gums. Yes, cuts Ooh. your gums, and you're mad, and you yeah. still eat them, and then your gum swells up, and the next day it really hurts, but you're still eating them. I don't care. Oh, it's great. And I like
1: my. <laughs> I always get so much. I eat so much that in my in like the crevice of my teeth, you can just see the little and I can shells. Like, I can like oh oh pull back, and it's like eating them all over again. <sighs> I'm so gross.
0: Massive. <laughs> Multi-state search for her. That's
1: right. Go. But she left clues behind in her little Little
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> in <her laughs> Little mini eggs? <laughs> she it's mini- like an Easter she left egg mini- hunt for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she... I mean, she just wanted everyone to, like, pay attention to her. So yeah. she couldn't, like, not... Ten kilometers away. Drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Yes. Um,
1: pretty much. She basically... She literally left an address... And location of this house that she was planning to go to.
0: Oh, she's not very smart.
1: No. Uh, Oregon police issued the occupants of this house a warrant, and found Diane along with four other men living there. She was arrested, and the men were charged with hindering prosecution. Yep, yep, yep. Now her behavior is classified as parasid. Okay. It's someone who murders a father, mother, or near relative. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Paracid. I didn't know P- So it's like a- parasite, A-d- but id. P-A-R-R-I-C-I-D-E. Parasid Parasid? Yeah. Um, other than that, my last points are like I I think I mentioned this earlier. So there's two books about her. One by the absolutely wonderful Anne Rule, who I adore. And you got to read Stranger Beside Me.
0: I know. By the way, I'm going to confess something. I'm going to watch the confession tapes before I read the book. It's fine. Because you know what? So many people have been talking to me about it. And I'm like, I have to tell Jenna.
1: Well, so Morgan Jones came in uh, the other day and was like, hey did you see the Ted... And I'm like, uh-huh. He couldn't even get the words out of his mouth, and I was like, binged it. Done. He goes, well, what did you think? My my um, notes to him were, you should know a little bit about the story before you listen to them. Because he said that he doesn't know much about the case.
0: Oh! <clears throat> see, I do know a lot about the case. If you do... So that's why I feel like okay. I would... I would. I mean, I, I know... I they mean- give a little bit of a um i know tons about the case yeah i so i'm not concerned that's why i was the book i still want to read because i want to read it from her oh perspective so and everything but no i mean i know ted bundy yeah i know his little gold beetle he's a he's a piece of work that one and, and i also got- gave him a business card too by the way oh nice yeah well done i know hopefully he listens awesome. i got scared I almost put a business card. You know, at the gas station, they have like those advertisements that just stick in those little plastic <laughs> things. Yeah. They didn't have one. And I was by myself and I kept looking and there was a lot of people around. And I took out the card and I thought, I just want to stick it in there. And I didn't do it. But Aww. I have left my business card at FA restaurants. Yeah. And just kind of on the windowsill so that they wouldn't really see it if they're cleaning the table. But the next person Someone sitting there would see it. Smart. Um, And at a Starbucks cool. I like it. I didn't leave it <laughs> at the bank because there's too many cameras there. Whatever. So, that's that's, true. that's Whatever. true.
1: So, yeah, anyways, that is my story of
0: Diane Downs. That was horribly fantastic. It's a good, yeah. The kid <clears throat> thing almost lost me when you I started know, speaking hard. and then you, you changed the subject quickly, which is good because the tears were coming and I couldn't. No, I'm trying to think where the hell I saw... This story of this mom who killed who shot our kids and I must not have finished it because I didn't know Maybe any it's of survived. this one. Yeah, it's... no, I think it's this one, but I'm trying to think I thought, I think I saw it. Yeah. I don't know. But uh-huh. here's here's like
1: my last fact cuz I just I forgot about there's it. there's more facts. Um the prosecutor who uh Fred Fred Huey him and his wife adopted Danny <gasps> and christy oh,
0: thank you for adding that fact.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. they did so they adopted them happily and the fourth baby that diane gave birth to Yep, she was immediately taken 10 days after she got convicted the her, she had she gave birth and the little girl uh got taken away and adopted by a really really lovely couple and this baby, I don't remember, or I think it's Rebecca Babcock, she did a whole bunch of interviews. So there's a whole, there's like a 2020 special on her and like how she found out about her mom. She was watching Small Sacrifices one night
0: and it clued in to like, her wait that, a yeah. No, see, now that ending sounds familiar to you. I swear I've seen this summer. Okay. We'll have to. I need to pee. All right. Okay. Sounds good. That's Jenna, thank you for that story. You're welcome. It was fucked. Any time. Autobots, transform and roll out. I almost hit myself in the head. Okay. Don't do that. Oh, fuck. All right. You got
1: court. Court's all good. Chords. Welcome back. (laughs) I don't know why I did it that way. (laughs) Yes, I do. I'm I'm crazy.
0: It's fucked up. Do you know the story? A little bit. Okay. So this is a story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Dee Dee Blanchard. How do you sound? Good? How do I sound? Mm -hmm. Guys, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay. I think I'm good. I'm going to do a little talking like this. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Dee Dee Blanchard, which is, we'll say the mother, well, because she is, was born Claudine Pitre, which... Can I just say, I have a very, I had a teacher growing up in grade two and grade three and it was the same teacher and her last name was Pitr and she was the worst fucking human being ever. It is like a billion years later and I still remember how uh, horrible she was to me. And you had her twice? I had her twice. So in oh, grade two, sucks. she's taught grade one, grade two split and I had just moved And then in grade three, she she ended up teaching grade two, grade three split. So she was my teacher again. Mm. And like, you want to know, like people who fuck you up in life, this woman woman. is a fucking horrible person. And I don't care if she is dead and her family's listening. She was a fucking cunt to me. And I was so fucking shy. I didn't say a single fucking thing ever in class. I wasn't a bad student. She was just a bitch. And knowing what I know now and how she treated me, I can't even believe it. Anyway. That she was even allowed to be an educator. She was so mean. So mean. I hate people like mean. that. Yeah. No, she was a bitch. In the school play, everybody in the class had a part except me. What? I only had an understudy part. And she still made me show up that night that we were performing the play. And my parents were even like, you're not in the play. They thought they're like, what the fuck's wrong? And that night, where at nighttime, she came up to me and she goes, oh, Julie. But well, I'll say it in English. She goes, oh, Julie, you you don't have a part in the play. Oh. Like as if she just fucking forgot. No. she. Are was, you serious? She was a horrible, horrible person. Anyway. I hate shitty teachers. <clears throat> so this last name just gives me fucking goosebumps of hatred. Oh. So yes, Claudine Pitre. Now, again, I said her name is Didi. Later on, people just called her Didi. So I'm just going to call her Didi from now on. She was born in... Chack Bay, Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. Louisiana in 1967 and grew up in Golden Meadow. Wow. In a Golden Meadow. No, in, in, right in, there. Right there Splay-Doh. in Splato. It was so, birthed into this world on Earth. It was so shiny <laughs> <laughs> and golden and soft and carroty. Um. By
1: the way, Phoebe's like <coughs> snoring
0: right now. It's oh, yeah, cute. she does that. It's So cute. I love her. Uh, so during her childhood, relatives recalled she would occasionally engage in petty theft, often as a retaliation when things didn't go her way. At some point, she worked as well as a nurse's aide. When she was 24, she became, became pregnant by Rod Blanchard, who was 17 at the time. A young man. They got married and decided to name their daughter Gypsy Rose since Dee Dee loved the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns and Roses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Alright.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so just before Gypsy Rose was born uh, in July 1991, the couple separated because Rod realized that they got married for the wrong reasons. So, Dee Dee kept trying to get him to come back, and he was like, nope. And then, so, she took her newborn uh, to her family. So, like, she stayed with her family. Don't think it was her parents. It's not super clear, but I don't think it was her parents. But anyway, her family, whatever. Gypsy um, Rose may have been slightly premature, but Dee Dee's nephew, Bobby, recalls that other than the possibility of affecting the development of her skull... No other health issues were known. Now, Gypsy's dad, Rod, stayed involved in Gypsy's life at this point. So even though they were, like, separated, he was still around and That's such. a good guy. Yeah. By the time she was three months old, her mother was convinced that Gypsy suffered from sleep apnea and started taking her to the hospital. Tests were run. Overnight stays ha- were, like, happened and all that stuff. But there was no signs of this condition. But Didi, as mother knows best, which is also... The name, I think, of one of the shows that I've covered Mother is...
1: Mother Knows Best. Mother Knows Best. What's that Getting from? kind of chumpy. Or, uh, it's uh, Mother Gothel from Tangled.
0: That's what Mother it is. Thank you. I'm best. like, how do I know that song? Uh But yeah, so she was convinced. No, she had that. And she also had a bunch of other health issues. And it but was proclaimed. Well, yeah, because the mom knows, and people want to. Oh, listening. so this was
1: not like diagnosed from the hospital. This That's was correct, the mom. Okay,
0: so it's because she had an unspecified. Here we go, cr- chromosomal disorder. I want to say, uh, cr- now what do I want to say? C- cr- whatever. It's chromosomal. Is that a word? Like a, with a Z? No, like it's like a. Cr- you know, like your chromosome? Chromosomes? Oh! Chromosomes. Chrom- yeah, but, okay. but they add an S-O in there. Whatever. If it's wrong, that's what it said. say Segwa. Well. Segwa. Well. Uh, when Gypsy... Rose was about seven or eight. Her grand she her grandfather she was on her grandfather's motorcycle and she fell off and got into like a like a minor little accident. She got a little scrape. Yeah, knee abrasions. But apparently her mother knew better and said that this was visible signs of injuries that would require several surgeries to treat properly. And from then Gypsy Rose was confined to a wheelchair she she had problems walking cuz of oh her knees no
1: she got a boo boo yes and
0: now she's in a wheelchair <laughs> yes. so again her father wasn't was involved but he you know wasn't there I guess during the time now her parents were like super like supportive of you know and helped her with the wheelchair and everything okay. uh, they would take her to special olympics events and in 2001 when uh, Dee, Dee claimed gypsy was 8 years old but she was born in 91 uh, gypsy was named the honorary queen of crew of Mid-City Parade, a child-oriented parade held during Mardi Gras in New Orleans. So, her mom just lied about her age so she can get her in the parade and be like the special guest, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so whatever, you know? Now, due unfortunately, due to Gypsy Rose's ongoing illness and their severity, she couldn't stay in school. And Dee Dee pulled her out sometime between like kindergarten or grade two. They don't have an exact time. Oh but wow. Somewhere in there so that she could be homeschooled. Uh, and then Gypsy later said that she actually learned how to read by the Harry Potter books. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so heartwarming. I know a little Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Gypsy's dad uh, remarried, and Dee Dee, who didn't move on, um, ended up moving in with her father and stepmother. Okay. So that's why I think she was living with other family members. Um, so yes, yeah, so her father and step- stepmother. During this time, Dee Dee was arrested for several mi- minor offenses, like making writing bad checks, and her stepmother also started getting ill. Uh, when the Pits, so Dee Dee's family, that's a fucking name. I uh, Started asking certain questions about, like they were being a little suspicious about the treatment that Gypsy had to go through and such. Also, they asked the question about the sickness and her role in her stepmother's illness, because like when she started cooking for the family or when she'd cook, her mother, her stepmother started like really kind of getting sick and whatever. Oh, so when Didi was cooking, yeah, <clears throat> interesting. And, and then she's she was just chronically ill. The yeah. stepmother. So Didi's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm fantastic and took Gypsy Rose to Slidell, which I guess is another town. <laughs>
1: In Louisiana.
0: Sure. Slidell, Louisiana. Is that a fact? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, <laughs> sounds right. Good. Sounds okay. right. It didn't say out of state. Uh her stepmother, by the way,'s health returned to normal shortly after she ah, left. I just wondered. How to interesting. Well, I mean, you know, this is a lot. Maybe her stepmother was taking Gypsy Rose's drugs or something. That's, I'm not sure. You never know. No. Um yeah, in Slindell, Dee Dee and Gypsy lived in public housing. They paid, uh for their bills with public assistance because of Gypsy's illness and special needs, mm-hmm. and also with Rod's ongoing child support payments of oh. twelve hundred dollars a month. So
1: he really like he was still actively involved and yes. helped out with, or assumed that he was helping out with Gypsy Rose's
0: life by yes, yeah, by okay, monetary and like they moved they moved around a lot. So yeah. Uh, so they spent most of their time visiting specialists, obviously, uh, especially at the Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans. Now, Gypsy was suffering, so she was suffering from like that sleep apnea and little things. But at this point, her hearing and vision uh, were getting affected as well. Oh. right. Uh, now she had muscular dystrophy. Even though at one point the the doctors performed a muscle biopsy and it was proven to be negative, but. She had it. was best. Yep. And Dee Dee told the doctors that she also would have a seizure every few months. So then they prescribed her anti-seizure medication. Several surgeries were performed on her during this time. And Dee Dee had to take her to the ER many times for minor ailments. She was very sick. She was a very sick child. Sounds like it. Like, so she had a, you know, probably low immune system. And, you know, things were just really you know, affecting this child. Now, after Hurricane Katrina in August 2005, Dee Dee and Gypsy had to leave their ruined apartment because it was flooded uh, for a shelter in Covington uh, set up for individuals with special needs. Now, Dee Dee said that um, all of Gypsy's medical records, including her birth certificate, all had been destroyed in the flood. Oh, how convenient. Yeah. It's very convenient. it's It's a shame. I mean, she had such... You know, history. Uh, doctor suggested that they should probably relocate Dee, Dee to Missouri. <laughs> yep. No, Missouri. Missouri. And the next month they were airlifted there. Oh, yeah. even special transport. Yes. <clears throat> uh, they lived in a rented home in Aurora, Missouri. So, not Aurora. Here. Here. (laughs) During the time, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation as its 2007 Child of the Year. So, the Olay Foundation is – it's like a foundation that advocates the right of feeding tube recipients. Okay. So, she had a feeding tube as well because she had a lot of issues and then issues with her throat and – she has got bad eyes. Bad hearing. Bad hearing. um, Sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. Couldn't swallow –
1: Muscular dystrophy. dystrophy. And
0: couldn't walk. Um, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Poor girl. She she had everything. It was poor girl. I was surprised that she was even... You know, the fact that she's still living. Uh, in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a home with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub in Springfield. Aww. Now, the story of a single mother with a severely disabled daughter forced to flee New Orleans because of Katrina's devastation received a shit ton of media attention. And the community were, was always there to help and pitch in. You know, sweet Dee Dee, she was just such a sweet mother, always happy, always by her daughter's side, no matter what. Yeah, um, like My mother's a mother's love is is unwavering. It was. And it was such a hard thing to go out with a wheelchair. And she had to have feeding tubes. And she had to have an oxygen tank, too, <sighs> because she had oh. that. Um, <clears throat> and with the support of the media attention, there was a lot of charitable contributions made to them. So they would stay at Ronald McDonald's houses during the, her medical appointments. They received free flights to see doctors in Kansas City. Free trips to... It's trips with an S wow. to Walt Disney World. <gasps> I know and backstage passes to Miranda Lambert concerts, Wow. where she frequently oh my was photographed with the singer. And this was that the those were
1: brought by the Make a Wish Ma- Foundation. Oh, hey, fun fact about Make a Wish: John Cena is the one celebrity who has the most, who has honored the most amount of Make a Wish Foundation requests. Oh. He's a wrestler. John Cena? Like donations and stuff? 400. Over 400 of uh, oh, kids' requests. That's yeah. nice. I know. I didn't know that. Good was like, for you, you're John
0: a- Cena. Yeah. I was like, you're just a wrestler. But you're... you're Restless a- in the fight for hope. Yeah.
1: Good man. <coughs> he usually gets a bad rap. Go John Cena. Okay. Okay. No
0: idea who that is. Um, <laughs> and they also kept getting Rod's $1,200 a month. Still? Yes. Because he, you know, that's what he did. Rod would also send Gypsy Rose gifts occasionally and talk on the phone when it was allowed by Dee. Dee. Allowed? Yeah. So there's always, you know, problems. Oh, she's sick or she's not, she can't hear or she's sleeping or, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of excuses um, <laughs> that came up. Now on her 18th birthday, Gypsy Rose's 18th birthday, okay. he called and Dee, Dee asked Rod to not to mention the fact that it was Gypsy's 18th birthday because Gypsy thought she was 14.
1: Oh, I was just about to ask you because in the beginning of your story, you had mentioned that she had been telling people that she was only 8 when in fact she was actually older. So she kept this facade up for quite a while.
0: Yes. Yes. So did. Gypsy Rose was only f-
1: actually 14? Or, she, no, was she was 18, 18
0: but she was, she goes, oh, she thinks she's 14. Now because Gypsy Rose was, um, mentally behind yep. where she acted like a child. Um, so she, because she had brain development issues because she was premature. Right. So she, she acted younger than what she was. Okay. So they, they say at some point like a seven year old is what her mother was mm. saying that her, her, she was kind of like a seven year old. Yeah. Right? Okay. Rod and his wife, his new wife tried making plans to, to visit them in Springfield, but Dee Dee always had reasons to change their plans. So, um, yeah, like, see, he was, he was trying, but then she'd always say, oh, I have to go here. We have to go to a medical thing here or whatnot. Now, no one in Springfield thought it was weird that Gypsy's dad didn't visit her because Dee Dee told the neighbors that Gypsy's father was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic who never came to terms with his daughter's health issues and never sent money. Mm. Now... Bullshit. Yeah. Now, Gypsy Rose was a charming little girl. She was about five foot tall, nearly toothless. Oh, no. Yes. Even at 18. I guess um, with a feeding tube. The feeding tube, and I'm sure all the issues and yeah. teeth decay and whatnot. So, I don't know. Uh, she wore large glasses and had a high, childlike voice. Like this, almost? Y- yes, exactly like that. Yeah. She Hi. she often wore wigs or hats um to cover her baldness oh. because her mom would shave her head because of the chemotherapy. By the way, she had cancer, leukemia. I forgot uh, to tell you that. Oh, what? Yes. So she had leukemia, so because she was getting chemotherapy, she had to her mom kept shaving her head so that, you know, she wouldn't have bald spots. So then she would wow. also often wear wigs. Wigs, wigs. Who wigs? Um uh, yeah, uh, so Gypsy was also, uh, fed like through her feeding tube. She was fed PediaSure, which is the children's nutrition supplement, uh, and she was fed that well into her twenties. So that's not even enough
1: nutrients for a growing, pre-like teenage girl.
0: That's even correct. Like- that's correct, and I'm I'm sure the doses were probably. I'm assuming like. A child's yeah. doses. Instead of someone that. Holy shit. Aged. Okay. Uh, so, and so, Didi. <clears throat> that lovely lady. Hang on, in your drink. Didi really had a con- control over her daughter. And they would often uh, make public appearances. So, that's the thing. Like, there's so many, so many public appearances that they've made. You know, f- for different foundations and whatnot. Didi would always be holding um, Gypsy Rose's hand, always, always, and always smiling. They were always smiling, always very happy. And Dee Dee is so sweet. She was just like the sweetest, like woman. Um, and if ever Gypsy Rose would sound like she wasn't that sick, or if she gave the impression that she was actually more with it mentally, yeah, Then Dee Dee thought she should. Dee, Dee would squeeze her hand and Gypsy would then react to that in the sense and she would fix whatever she was saying. Oh. So, if it sounded like she's like, oh, I'm actually not that sick today or whatever or something, Dee, Dee would squeeze her hand and she knows that she's not allowed to say that. Or if it sounds like she's more educated beyond her seven years mm-hmm. old um, mindset, she would squeeze her hand and, Dee- and Gypsy would... You know, oh my god, go. so she's
1: totally conditioning her child to play this part a hundred percent. Well,
0: is she or is she not? I wow. don't know. Fine. Gypsy's really sick, so you very know, very sick,
1: cancer. <laughs> eye, at I at one know, point, throat.
0: Gypsy had to get her saliva glands botoxed, okay, and later extracted altogether due to her drooling. <laughs> what. So she would drool too much because you know sometimes you don't have control over your salivatory glands. Is that what yeah, it is? and you drool. So she, her mom, just decided to take them out because she was drooling too much. Um, and she complained to the doctors about it. Uh, tubes were implanted in her ears because of her constant ear infection. Again, she had everything that you can imagine. She was a very sick <clears throat> child. Basically, she's Web MD and a human. Yes, they had a cupboard. Um, There's a movie, I'll tell you the name later, Uh, and it's like a pantry cupboard, and they opened it, and it's top to bottom filled with medication. Like, the entire thing is filled with Gypsy's medication from everything she was um, on it. Holy shit. Did you ever see Dee Dee...
1: Putting out her meds at in any of like the do, like documentaries or
0: stories. This child was on medication. Yes. Like, she, but
1: did you see her preparing? Like, how much medication? Like, well, Gypsy has to take ten of these to
0: right now. Or sometimes she would talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh but she definitely took medication.
1: I'm curious what her dosage was daily. Like, how many pills she actually had to take?
0: Well, let's think about all the pills she did take, and. If she had to take, let's say, did certain pills that would cause her seizures mm. to then get anti-seizure medication that might cause her something else. Another thing. That might cause her something else. See so
1: it's what's to see
0: like, well, hang on here. Is she really sick? This poor girl who can't walk. Well, check it. Finally, someone was like... I smell something funny here. <laughs> so Bernardo Flasterstein, a pediatric neurologist, because she would see specialists all the time, who Gypsy saw in Springfield, became a little suspicious of Gypsy's muscular dystrophy diagnosis. So he ordered MRIs and blood tests, which found no admor- uh, abnormalities. He says, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk, he told Dee. On a follow up visit after seeing Gypsy stand and support her own weight. Now, because all of Gypsy's res- records went missing in Katrina, he also noticed that her mom wasn't the best with keeping notes of all her medical papers. He took it upon himself to call the doctors back in New Orleans and he learned that gyps- Gypsy's muscle biopsy had come back negative. <laughs> So, he realized that Dee Dee had lied about her self-reported diagnosis and her claim that Gypsy's records were all lost in the flood. Wow. Now he's realizing something's up. S- something smells fishy. He actually came up with this and is written in his notes that he suspected Munch housing syndrome by proxy. Well before it was even like officially said. And the fact, yeah, and- The fact that Dee Dee was the one with the problem and not Gypsy. Hmm. Now, Dee Dee caught on to his many questions and doubts and stopped seeing that doctor. So, Munchausen by proxy. I don't know if we've talked about that before. No. So, Munchausen is somebody who comes up with a lot of, like illnesses or poor me or what was me or that kind of thing for attention. So it's like, Oh, you know, like I have this or I have that or I have this or like feel bad or like so much so that they can make themselves sick. They feel it just to, yeah. Or like create it themselves, like whether it be by drugs or something so that people can pity them. Munch housing by proxy is like a mother making her daughter or child sick so that they can get attention. So they still get pity through that. Mm. So, that's what the doctor was suspecting. So, now, he didn't report her to social services because he called a lot of doctors that she had been to, and they all claimed that they should be treated with a pair of golden gloves. Oh? He also figured no one would believe him as well. But in 2009... In an anonymous caller told police about Didi's Dee use of different names and birth dates for her and her daughter and suggested that Gypsy was a lot better in better health than claimed.
1: What a good Samaritan.
0: Yes. like So, I think- finally somebody... So, the, a, a lot of this I know how I was saying, but a lot of this is going on and people are like, shit, like she's sick and... Then they're kind of moving all the time, so they can't really catch on. And obviously, you're not going to question somebody who's in a wheelchair. Especially a mother, quote-unquote, taking care of their child. And who's so loving and so (laughs) So everything, right? So finally, good. The cops get a fucking call. Officers finally go to the house to do a wellness check. And what happened? Did it all finally end? Was there something fishy to discover? No. Ah, I figured. Dee Dee explained that she had to do this because she didn't want her abusive, alcoholic, drug addicted ex husband to find them. So she had to come up with this and keep moving so that he couldn't find her. Uh,
1: that's the police so sad.
0: believed her and they genuinely believed that she was mentally disabled as well, that Gypsy was mentally disabled as well, and the file was closed. Wow. Now, everyone around them thought uh, Gypsy was a teenager, right? In 2010, she was actually like 19, 20 years old, depending when the, you know, 2010, that's when she was. Um, And now she started to push, pushing her own boundaries. So Gypsy is like, hang on here. Why am I so trapped? Why can't I have friends my own age? Mm -hmm. Why can't I talk to anybody? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? So she was getting a little suspicious herself and she was growing a little bit more independent. Um, now she had internet and something called Facebook. Oh boy. Right? Uh, she had a shared Facebook account with her mom so that her mom can do everything. But right? I know at some point she created her own Facebook account and did not tell her mother. <gasps> I know. In 2009 or 2010, Gypsy showed up at her neighbor's front door one night without her wheelchair, looking for a ride to the hospital to visit a man she had a crush on that she met online. Now, I guess the neighbor said something because that man was beat, like was beaten up for taking advantage of an underage girl with mental disabilities. Oh. As you would. You fucker, like if this 14-year-old girl and you want to meet her, you're a creep. But Gypsy did not lie to him. She told him the truth about how old she was. And she actually went to the hospital and presented her birth certificate to show she was in fact of age. Yeah. But Dee Dee, her mom, was there, was soon there to swoop in and say, hang on, hang on. That was a wrongly issued um, certificate And that was because of the aftermath of Katrina. So they gave her a wrong birth certificate when she was trying to reapply for it. Oh, good catch there, Mom. Gypsy was forced to apologize to everyone. No! No! Uh so in two thousand since since two thousand one, Gypsy was going to these um science fiction and fantasy conventions. Yay Yes and in costumes. One and have us. She one would feel of us. like she would blend in. Yes. Yay. I She's know. a cosplayer. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, She's pretty cool. Uh and in two thousand so in two thousand eleven. So, remember 2009, 2010 is when mm-hmm. she met, wanted to meet that guy. She made another attempt to escape with a man from the convention, which she had met online. Oh. And then her mom found her shortly after in a hotel room with that man. And Dee Dee produced papers of... That showed Gypsy's uh, birth certificate, the young one. So she was a just a young teenager. And she, Dee Dee threatened to call the police on that man. Oh, To wow. scare him away from her. Like You to- literally
1: have two things in your pocket that can make or break any sort of movement your daughter makes on her own independence. She tries to leave. She's underage. She's only 14. I have parental whatever. Mm-hmm. If she does anything that i don't know uh, i'm trying to think of anything that you could do as an 18 year old that you wouldn't so
0: she would have been 20 21 at this point yeah any way she tries to move about at her own free will
1: here's the document you're 14, you're, like you're a 15, you're 16.
0: Yeah, I don't know how old the documents were saying. So that's oh good. my but god. Yeah, she was a young it's teenager. Awful. So then after this, Didi was like, hang on, fuck, I'm losing control over this girl that I want to keep tied up forever, mm-hmm. tangled style. And, um, <laughs> And she went home, she smashed her phone, smashed her computer and, uh, wow. like beat her. <gasps> she would beat her as well. FYI would like sometimes if Dee, Dee uh, or not Dee, Dee if Gypsy acted off, she would slap her open handly or whip her with a coat hanger. That's what was said. A coat hanger? Yep. Um, and she also told, uh, Gypsy that she made a report to the police that Gypsy Rose was, uh, mentally incompetent. And so that even if Gypsy Rose said anything to the police, they They wouldn't, wouldn't, they wouldn't believe her because she, that's bullshit. Yeah. So she, she was trapped. She couldn't do anything. Um, yeah. But now in 2012, Gypsy, sneaky, sneaky, that little girl. Uh, would still use the internet but she would use it after her mom went to bed so she would sneak onto her computer and because she made she made several uh, Facebook accounts uh, and she met a man uh, with blah, 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 blah. she met a n- man named Nicholas Gody John? God John? Gody John? We're going to say Gody John Gody John it is but we're going to call him Sounds Nicholas good. Uh, a man her age from Big Big Ben, Wisconsin. They apparently met on a Christian singles group page on Facebook. Oh. Their status on Facebook changed to in a relationship. And that's when you know it's real. Now, Nicholas had some issues too. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure. Oh, And a history of mental health illness. The state that... Uh, it states that it's either a dissociative identity disorder, okay, dissociative identity disorder, or um, he's on the spectrum, so autism. Now, in 2014, so this was in 2012, so in 2014, Gypsy Rose confided in a neighbor, Alia Woodmanzie, a 23 year old, who was unaware that Gypsy was actually close to her age. Uh, And she told her all about Nicholas, and they talked about eloping and starting a family together and how she she flirted, they flirted online, sometimes using cost costume play and oh, yeah. BDSM. Wow. Yes. Good
1: for her. She's hardcore.
0: She printed out their conversations and such and gave them to her neighbor. I guess when she was saying, she was like, oh, look it. And you remember like socially, this woman I- I doesn't really I guess have. so. Yeah. So she's just like, look it. Like I'm flirting with this guy. He loves me. Like he wants me to take pictures like this. And they would take pictures and video chat. Um, in the movie, you could kind of see like samples of this and they- she would dress up. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, so, the neighbor was like, dude, don't do it. He's a sexual predator. Uh, but she figured Gypsy was just making, like, fantasy plans. Okay. So, later that year, because Gypsy can't just <laughs> – like, Gip can't just be like, yo, mom, I want you to meet someone – and I want him to meet you too for the first time. And I want to meet him too for the first time. (laughs) Gypsy and Nicholas came up with a plan to meet accidentally at the theater on purpose. So Gypsy paid for Nick and arranged like to come down Mm -hmm. and arranged him to meet them at the movie theater where they both would be dressed up in characters and bump into each other. That way, Dee Dee would be there and it'd all be like a happy accident. So, mm-hmm. it's not like nothing. So, apparently at some point, so th- this happened and apparently it worked or whatnot just for that night and at some point, Dee Dee went to the bathroom uh, alone, which I guess she could do and so did Nicholas and they uh, proceeded to have sex in the bathroom Wait, Dee Dee and this... Oh, Nich- no. Sorry. Did I say Dee Dee? I'm sorry. Gypsy. Oh, Gypsy. I'm so sorry. And, okay. Gypsy. So, Dee Dee was there, but she was at the movie. So, Gypsy went to the bathroom alone, and Gypsy and Nicholas had sex in the bathroom. Oh, <gasps> Yes. Wow. Even though Gypsy admitted later on that he was not as sexy as she thought he was originally. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the catfish ages. Yeah. Uh, but I guess she... She... Um... <laughs> She Facetimed him and whatever. Not Facetimed. I don't know what she used, Skype or whatnot. I've done that before, where they look good on screen, but it doesn't look like it's not super high def. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Dee Dee, Gypsy's mom thought he was creepy. Uh, The two continued to have an online relationship and began developing a plan to kill Dee Dee. No, listen, bitch, you get in the middle of me and my man. I'll tell you what to do now. Let's go back. So, again, they kept having online. So, this is from 2012. They met in 2014. And this was... 20- Wait. 2012, they-, they met online. Yeah. 2014, they met in the theater in, in for per- the first time. Person. And fucked. And then they kept dating online because he went back home. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Well, what else are you going to do? Really? You know? So, on June 2015, so a year after they fucked. Wow. This is recent. Uh, after Dee went to bed... Gypsy informed Nicholas, who has was now back in town, and let him into the house and allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves, and a knife. He told her he told, like Gypsy Rose, to hide in the bathroom and to cover her ears. Dee Dee was stabbed several times (gasps) in her sleep. After the murder, the two of them, Gypsy and Nicholas, had sex in Gypsy's room. No took four thousand dollars in cash and fled to a motel Outside of Springfield, they stayed there for a few days before making the, their move to Wisconsin, where Nick lived. Now, Gypsy was feeling a little guilty as the days passed because no one had found her body, that her mom's body, and she wanted her body to be found. So they logged into Dee Dee's Facebook page, Dee Dee's Facebook page, mm-hmm. and wrote, "That bitch is dead." Followed by another post, 17 minutes later, suggesting that whoever killed her raped Gypsy. So, she was hoping that someone would be reading this and be like, what the fuck? And call the police. Yeah. Uh, and find the body. So, a friend went um and she she read this and she was like what the fuck at first she thought she was talking about a movie she's like what is this this is odd and then once she read that she's like no so she went knocked on the door there was no answer the van was still in the driveway so she called 911 once the search warrant came through because nothing was like damaged in the house so the police can't just break in if they don't think that was something bad um So once it came through, they went into the home and found Dee Dee's body lying in the bed in a pool of her own blood. There were no signs of Gypsy who suffered from leukemia, asthma, muscular dystrophy, and so on, and had the mental uh, capacity of a seven-year-old due to her brain damage. And she was also helpless because she had no medication and also did not have her wheelchair because that was still in the living room. And people
1: were probably still thinking that she was in a wheelchair. Of course. Well, like, of course, no, nobody would know. Everybody right. would assume. She would only walk in front of certain
0: people? No, she wouldn't walk at, at all. At all, okay. Just never. Oh, no, in front of her mom, I'm sure, but never. Other than that one time she walked to her neighbors, they were kind of like, what the fuck? And that doctor, too, wasn't it? That the doctor, you know, he got her to stand. And the ah, fact that she was able to stand, stand on her own, he's like, hang on. Yeah, okay. You have that? And then, no. I got you. A mm. GoFundMe page was started... Uh, to pay for the cost of Dee Dee's funeral and possibly Gypsy Rose's funeral. Oh my God. Because we don't know where she is. Her neighbor, uh, ended up giving the police the copy of chats that she and G- that she had, Gypsy had given her about with Nick or whatever. So a year before she kept them, uh, police got a warrant for Facebook to get the IP address of the last known posting of Dee Dee's page. <laughs> and it went back to Wisconsin. The next day, the Waukesha County Police in Wisconsin raided Nick's home and both he and Gypsy surrendered. Wow. They were both extradited back to Springfield and the news of Gypsy's, Gypsy being safe was greeted with relief. Now... The media was like, whoa, 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 minute (laughs) la. Gypsy had never been sick? What? Had always been able to walk? And her mother pretended and told her otherwise? So her mother actually told her she had leukemia and she thought for real, like she, she thought had- she had leukemia. Yeah. She was never given chemotherapy. I'm pretty sure that's what I read in somewhere. I could be wrong. No, she her- wasn't. She wasn't, but she was told she was being given chemotherapy. Oh, and, and her, her then head, head was, shaved was being you. shaved. So it looked like she was getting chemotherapy, but in fact she was not. And she never was going to lose her hair. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she would, as I said, physically abuse her. Uh, the sheriff Jim Arnott urged people to stop donating until this matter was solved. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I for, I have a little note here. Drool. The, remember that she was drooling yes, uncontrollably. The, the saliva glands were yes, removed. Yes. Her mom would put uh, to, topical anesthetic on her gums just before doctor visits, so she wouldn't. She couldn't stop drooling. <gasps> yeah. Uh, she. Beat her with coat hangers. Whoa. She believed she had cancer. Oh, also, Didi's Dee family think that um, Didi Dee Dee killed her actual mother. Like this came out afterwards, and that she, uh, her mother died a long time ago. Yeah, and they think that she actually killed her that mother. Didi Dee Dee was the one who killed her mother, wow. like her mother back in the day, and then she tried to kill her stepmother. Remember? Do you know
1: anything about that that part of Didi's Dee life mm, with her mom and no. stuff? No. Okay.
0: No. It'd be interesting to see what that's all about. Again, that came out like after the trial. So they're like, hang on here. You know, when you think back, that was fucking sketchy that time or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's my biggest fear is if I was ever caught in something, I obviously would never do anything. But when you go to trial, everything comes out. Yes. Which kind of makes me sad that Bruce MacArthur isn't getting a trial, but that's for another time.
0: Yes, but I'm happy too because I do think that it's too much for the family to have to go through. Fair. And he's a piece of shit. He is. But I think more
1: victims would have come out.
0: Hopefully now. Well, I think victims can still come out. He could still be more charged, right? That's true. (laughs) Can I say more charged? More charged. Yeah. Okay, so the trial. Yes, Gypsy was in fact the victim of all this. She, this was considered child abuse. Um she was up for first degree murder and the death penalty under the uh, Missouri law um, or life without parole. But come on. A A prosecutor, Dan Patterson, a prosecutor, announced that this was an extraordinary and unusual circumstances. And he would try not to do this for either Gypsy or, or Nicholas. So they were up for the death penalty or life without parole. But the prosecutor himself was like, hang on. Like, he- let's really try not to do this. Yeah. Because of this specific circumstance. It's such a unique case. Like, this late... <sighs> Don't kill people, but... She had no other option. Nothing. Like I, I don't know what At else to every say. Every turn, Didi
1: Dee Dee was there to stop her. Because
0: even if she would have went to the police, she would have come up with something and yeah. then beat her more. That's I awful. Know. Uh, After her attorney got her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain of second-degree murder for Gypsy in 2015. She accepted it and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, Also, note, she was so malnourished that during her court time, during, like, and she was in county jail mm-hmm. people usually lose weight she actually gained 14 pounds what because she was so malnourished remember she was getting that feeding tube right with so the be- pediatric yeah so she got that removed oh, she could shit. eat yeah fuck like a normal person <laughs> nicholas go faced a more severe charge because he was the one that actually did the killing And yeah. both him and Dee both admitted it it wasn't like trying no, to hide him it. and gypsy oh, see, it's the fuck why do i keep <laughs> saying it Thank you, Jenna, for being here for me. (laughs) Him and Gypsy. So Gypsy's like, yeah, he did the killing. Like, yeah, we planned it, but he did it. And he's like, yeah, I did it. Like, it was me. Um, I did DDN. I did DDN. I did DDN. Uh, (laughs) But in January 2017, his trial was postponed so that they can take a second psychiatric exam.
1: Okay. He
0: initially waived his rights to a trial by jury, but changed his mind in June of that year of 2017. The trial date was moved to November 2018. And after two hours of deliberation, they found him guilty of first degree murder. Oh. And he will be sentenced this month, February 2019. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, like, they go into kind of detail that he planned it. Also, by the way, the knife that he used to stab her, he actually put it in the mail and sent it to his house to Wisconsin. So, there would be nowhere near the crime scene. Oh. Um, so, there's planning. There was aftermath thought. There was how he would do it. That kind of thing. That went into the trial, but I didn't go into that. Um, yeah. So, he will be sentenced this month. So, I don't know what his sentence is, but first degree murder is not... Good. Speaking of coincidences with both of our stories,
1: did you not say that they were extradited back to Springfield? Yeah. That's where my story also takes place. Is around Springfield. Springfield where? Wisconsin? No, Oregon. Or, or, but or Oregon. Yeah. February is when she was arrested. February twenty eighth was when Diana Diane Downs was arrested. Wow. It's coming up. Anniversary. <gasps> Anyways. For... And this guy's also probably gonna get
0: charged in February. I don't know. what well, Sentence. Sentence. So, he was found guilty in November 2018. Yeah. They were arrested in July, July, July 20, 2005. And then November, his trial got post- postponed. No, November, that's nope. when he got oh. guilty, November 2018. Oh, okay. um, Crazy. Yeah. Anyways. Now, here's a fun note. No one in Dee Dee's family would pay for her funeral (laughs) or even pick up her ashes. Eventually, I guess the ashes were sent to her dad and stepmother, and they both... Decided it would be best to flush them down the toilet. Oh, shit. That's harsh. Yep. That's harsh. And Gypsy Rose from jail is interviewed and says, I feel like I am freer in prison than with living with my mom. Wow. Because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. Oh. Oh. So, Uh, yeah. I, I'm speechless. like I I
1: can't even th- I can't even fathom how crappy your life has been up until that point for prison to be better.
0: Yeah. And I mean, she she should not have gone to jail and she's going to need so much psychiatric help yep. because that's a whole life. She's lived her life longer in a lie than she's lived properly in truth 10 years so she would be out that was 2015 she can she get out on parole is there a parole at all maybe i don't know it doesn't say it just said 10 years because it's so i i'm sure i mean i'm sure there's probably an option what about good behavior too don't some cases get out on good behavior as well I don't know. I don't know those rules. I Good behavior. I'm just shooting the shit here. I have no idea. I, I don't know if that applies nowadays and I don't know if that applies for murder nowadays. Oh yeah, I get That was very... Because that was very 70s and yeah. 80s and 60s. Like, if you're a good behavior, you get to you go. You got out. No, in Canada, I'm sure that's a thing, but the States is a little bit different. Well, Can't, they just want to keep you in for money. Canada's very lenient with a lot of their they are? sentencing. Oh, I guess. Huge. Are you kidding me? You can, like, very huge. You If you murder somebody, you will be out at some point. Like, Do we believe no, in
1: rehabilitation well, at, or
0: something? Bruce MacArthur should have got 50 years, fifty like two um, life sentences consecutively yep. before getting a chance for parole, which would have made him 116 years old. They're saying because this is a specific case, he's up for parole when he'll be 91, which he probably won't live to. Hopefully. But they even say... I know we're talking about Bruce MacArthur. We just found out about this. Um, they even say how, well, this is special circumstances because he's a senior and doing two consecutive um, life sentences is like, well, we just to like stick it to him kind of thing. Like he's obviously not going to live to 116. Now, if Bruce MacArthur was younger, then they would be fighting to get two consecutive sentences. I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? Eight People. Are killed? I didn't know that. Anyway, it's very exciting.
1: That is infuriating.
0: Anyway, there's there was a Netflix movie which is no longer on Netflix. Damn it! That's what I want to rewatch so I can write the story, and I did not because they didn't have it. Called "Mommy Dead and Dearest." I gotta find this. It is brilliant because you see interviews with Gypsy, and you can see she's sad. Like she's very remorseful, and she's like. She wished she hadn't done it. Yeah. But I think she also realizes that she, there was no way out for her. And I really think, like, you see this and you see all the torture that she went through. And obviously there's more illnesses and more doctors and more moving and whatever. And how the fact that her dad was, like, kind of almost forced out of her life. Yeah. And and labeled
1: as an alcoholic, drug-smoking yes. t- asshole, and essentially. You,
0: and he, you can hear him. And there's interviews with him, too. And he's saying, like... I should have pushed more. I should have forced more. But Didi Dee Dee was like, "Nope, this is just what it is. This is she's sick. She's this. this, She needs this. She needs." And you you just take her for like face value, yeah, right? Because she's a, such a sweetheart. Like, I think this is an interesting role
1: reversal case of like a man wanting to take back control. Like, do you know, when she accused him of being this like terrible, terrible ex of hers that she was afraid of. Yeah, I look at her manipulate, like manipulating that situation, and him having absolutely zero chance of saving his own daughter because that's what she would have used. That's the. But leverage. he had no idea. He had no idea that
0: she oh. accused him of this. So the police didn't show up. Okay, so that's the okay. thing. I forgot All to right. mention too. When when the police went and raided her house or yeah. whatever, and she was like, "No, no, no, it's because my abusive ex husband, whatever." None of them called Rod to check in and to okay. check the situation. That's Nobody followed okay. up with the father. They took DDS as face value because you look at her. She's such a sweet, caring mother of her severely disabled daughter. Yeah. And that excuse is perfect. And other people, her neighbors and stuff, can back her out. Oh, yeah, she has an abusive husband and she they can't. They should have followed whatever. up on that, though. Of course they should have, but they didn't. That's what happens uh, with a lot of fucking... Um, it's just horrible, but to see her in prison is so sad. And then I just, I hope she gets out. If she can get out earlier, great. She doesn't deserve to be in there, but like, it's sad to see that she's happier in there. Yeah. I hope she gets some life skills in there and makes friends. I hope friends. So too. And I hope she gets the help she needs. And when she's out in the world, I hope she gets ongoing psychi- psychiatric and Therapy because she will need... So much of it. So much of it. Do they do that in prison too? Well, they should, but I don't think all of them do. I know they probably have some. Like, they do have some, but I don't know to what extent, right? I'm
1: wondering if she would be a special case for it because of how... Yeah. Underdeveloped she is. I don't know. I I hope she's getting it in prison too. She deserves it. Like, you can't just go your whole life living with this monster... And pretending like you you have to pretend like you're
0: a seven-year-old. Yeah. And be like, oh, I thank you. And I'm just so good. And you hear her, like you see videos of her, like missing teeth and Ugh. like just bald, like so sickly. And to know that you're 100% healthy and you never had any of these problems. Oh, my It's uh-huh. a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I can't even. I can't
1: even. Can't. Can't. My heart breaks. Oh, I know. For humanity. It's sad. Let's all learn from both these stories. Hope your mom. Don't kill your kids. Yeah. Hope your moms out there are lovely ladies and they're not assholes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's raise our glasses to wonderful mothers. Yep, like mine. And mine. You, a, you have a lovely mom, too. I have a lovely mom. They're coming in tomorrow. Are they really? Yes, because there's going to be a storm on Tuesday. Because my mom used to get an MRI done. Uh-huh. Um, She's got a bad knee. And mm-hmm. there's a bad storm on Tuesday. So they said they're going to come a day early, which is <gasps> makes me happy. Because that means I get to see them. Because on Tuesday when they come in, I'm going to be working till 10 o'clock at night. Ew. So I won't see them. And then leave first thing Wednesday morning. Oh, so yeah. Like, so
1: you get almost a full day. With yeah, them well for... they show up tomorrow night, but still yeah. I get the evening. That's awesome. Well, to moms all over the world. Yes, for being awesome. Like Thank Julie you. being an awesome stepmom.
0: Thank you and you being awesome um auntie and Furball, Furball. mom. Furball mom. I like that. Yeah. That was good. This
1: was your the story was fantastic. Oh,
0: your story was fucked. But this was good. <laughs> This was, these were two good ones. And, like, opposite ones. Yeah. There,
1: I wanted to mention in uh, my story, uh, Hungry Like a Wolf by Duran Duran plays during the scene where you see the flashback of mm. Diane doing the whole thing. And I guess that song, like, Diane Downs had actually mentioned it that she recalled that song being played on the radio. as it wow, yeah. was happening. So it even shows in the movie, and Duran Duran sued the production Good. for Good. Yeah. Did they win? I don't know. I don't yeah. remember. But I really wanted to, like, take 30 seconds and just put it into my...
0: Can you main. imagine you have a song? Yep. Okay, so you're, that's what you do. And somebody takes your song and puts it and underlays it through like a serial killer, or not? Well, no, he's, she's not a serial killer. A killer's montage, like, okay, you would like it. I would, <laughs> I would like to. But let's say I mean, you're not just into music it
1: for that. Let's let's be. Let's try music and that's oh, so ours, that they can be in used for like a uh, montage. Yeah. Good morning, Phoebe. Are you okay? Phoebe was uh, sleeping earlier. and She was snoring. Now she's wide awake. <laughs> hey, Phoebe's.
0: Our stories are done, kiddo. What now? She's ready for her medication. Yeah. She needs her diuretics. All right. I'm Ben.
1: Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. And then you can also hit us up on Instagram at
0: The, the Art of Art Murder. You're <laughs> trying I, to think of this a The. Because yep. our, our email is Podcast yep. at, at gmail. gmail.com.
1: That's correct. And you can visit us on our website at www.theartofmurder.ca not .com we're cool 8 a? A?
0: Uh, that's about it for us this week yeah thanks and uh, if your mom's a good person give her a hug and give her a shout out on this podcast by writing to us okay? hi, mom. hi mom
1: hi mom ambient, ambient toast, toast. We we're so good. We're really good. You want to smell the mic? You Come should here. smell the mic. Come here, Phoebe. Uh, check it out. Say hi. We said, Say hi, Phoebe. We said, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aww. It's okay. I love her. She's so cute. It All right, many
1: time. All right. Mummy's not going to be like Dee Dee. <laughs>
0: I eat your bum. <laughs>
1: that
0: was good. She's got a cute bum.